0: Hey y'all, I'm Tim B. and it's NPR's Book of the Day. Susanna Hoffs loves music. As a co-founder of the popular 80s band The Bangles, she's known for leaning into the narrative magic of music. So it seems natural that she's just finished a book. In this interview with NPR's Andrew Limbong, Hoffs says, There are stories in all songs. The book is titled, This Bird Has Flown. It's a story about a 30-something musician who tries to juggle a flailing music career and a fledgling romance. But it's also a love letter to the messy moments that make up the pursuit of each. And who better to write about stardom's less-than-sexy moment than Hoff's, whose keen eye for details illuminate a story and really make it sing? Here she is with Andrew.
1: This message comes from NPR sponsor Live right, publishers of Left for Dead. Shipwreck, treachery, and survival at the edge of the world by Eric J. Dolan. The true story of five castaways abandoned on the Falkland Islands during the War of 1812. Available wherever books are sold. This message comes from NPR sponsor REI Co-op. REI has gear, clothing, classes, and advice for camping and glamping, biking and hiking, axing and... snacksing? Visit your local REI Co-op or REI.com for the million and one ways to opt outside. There are certain indignities you have to endure on the road to music stardom. Sometimes you just have to play a crappy show for an annoying audience because that's the job. That's the situation Jane Start finds herself in in the new romance book, This Bird Has Flown. And who better to write a book about finding love while enduring the music industry than Susanna Hoffs, co-founder of The Bangles. House, welcome to All Things Considered.
0: It's such a pleasure to be here with you.
1: All right, so let's start with your main character, Jane Start. She's 33. She's got one big hit under her belt, and it happens to be a cover. Uh, has she been bubbling in the back of your head for a bit?
0: Well, the whole journey of writing the book was so unexpected and unexpectedly delicious, actually. It occurred to me that I had this opportunity from my own experience as a musician and in the music business that I could bring a lot to the story, just knowing that world Mm -hmm. specifically. And so I began to design the character as as not only as a musician, but someone who was considered a, in quotes, one hit wonder and then never able to, (laughs) you know, get back to that moment of glory with that one big hit. And we find her 10 years past the song being a hit.
1: So uh, about midway through the book, Jane gets an opportunity to go on tour. I was wondering if you could read a specific section I have. It's chapter 22, Dead Things.
0: Uh, Oh, yes. Okay. There are musicians who do truly love the road, the fun, the camaraderie, the partying, the booze, the God knows what else. But what about having to pee into Dixie cups crouched behind some RV with a stopped up toilet in Canada in a freezing field mere moments before you're meant to be on stage? (laughs) Okay.
1: Okay. There's like a specificity to this passage that I I just have to imagine it comes from personal experience. (laughs)
0: Um, yes, (laughs) I think that I'm not alone. I believe it was Juliana Hatfield. I read her memoir. And I think she recounted the old, you know, being for some situation or another on a road where, you know, there's literally no place to go pee and you're (laughs) left to your own devices. Like, is there a plastic cup here in the dressing room that might come in handy?
1: (laughs) A romance book is nothing without love interests. Um, and I want to ask you about Tom, uh, the the yeah. main guy here. I, I find his charm in this book unique. He's not like the rich, arrogant type, right? He's not a bad right. boy. He's not like a like a lovable screw up. I, I was having trouble actually trying to think of who'd play him in a movie because he doesn't quite fit to, into any archetypes. He's just like a like a nice, kind man. And the central yeah. conflict instead comes from just like a trust between them. Uh, can you talk a little bit about writing him?
0: Yeah, I mean, I I just loved that he was, you know, the things that she had missed in relationships before meeting him, mm. he had just an overt feeling of integrity about him as a human being, a kindness. It was a somewhat difficult to figure out what words to stick in his mouth, you know, as, uh-huh. the, as the god of this universe.
1: I, I said, like, I had trouble picturing who could play him. Uh, yeah do, do you do you have any do you, do you have any people in met, well, in your mind?
0: Well, this is gonna be fun. Well, I made a mood board, and I had um just every once in a while, I would look at it as I was describing the shape of a face the eyes. And I had a photo of Michael Fassbender. (laughs) I know from like a slightly earlier picture, but he was, his face was very useful for putting in the description of, of Tom. There was something in the shape of the face. Just, I had that in in my mood board. (laughs)
1: Wow, it's completely a different direction than what I was thinking. Okay, yeah. What were you? What I was. You I was thinking? like, I, my best guess would have been like, um, like an English Chris Pine. He's got like a sort of oh. like a boyish kind. You know what I mean?
0: Oh, yeah. I th- I saw kind of a like, kind of a slightly more austere. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, that's so interesting. Well, yeah. I, isn't that the wonderful thing about fiction?
1: Yeah, we can we can <laughs> cast it on our own in our heads. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Precisely. <laughs>
1: Obviously uh, music plays a big part in this book. The title comes from a Beatles song. Uh, Jane uses music to connect with like everyone close to her, you know, not just with Tom, but to her brother and her friends too. What are the songs that remind you of the important relationships in your life? Oh, so many.
0: I feel like there's a song for everything you need, for what ails you. They're like medicine. So, there's this beautiful song The Waters of March. A spear, a spike. To me, this is a song for like when you're really anxious and you just need a reset. Or for me, I listen to Let's Go Crazy by Prince often first thing in the morning. Often, I, it brings tears to my eyes, just it's like a sermon. There's such a story within that song. There's stories in all songs, but that one I need in the morning often just for courage. Um, Spirit in the Sky is another one that I've shared with people who hmm. are, like, facing a big exam or they're headed to a job interview. I don't know what it is about that song, just that opening, that that groove coming in.
1: What song would Jane listen to in the morning?
0: You know what? I think Jane might listen to Dionne Warwick singing... One of the great Burt Backrack Hal David songs, like I'll Never Fall in Love Again. What do you get when you fall in
1: love? A guy with a pin to thirst your love.
0: Anyone who had a heart. heart
1: (laughs) Walk
0: on by.
1: This book is due for a movie adaptation, right? And and you're, yeah. du- you're done with the screenplay?
0: I have turned it in. Yeah.
1: How does it feel to have this new artistic career path as a writer?
0: It feels. Can I swear? No, I probably oh, can't. Sure. We feels can it out. Great. It feels amazing. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just everyone has characterized writing as this painful experience. And yet for me. Though it took a lot of concentration uh-huh. and, and a lot of hours and a lot of dedication, I found it so transporting and permission to live in my <laughs> fantasy world with my fantasy characters.
1: Well, Susanna Hoffs, thank you so much for joining us. This has been great.
0: Oh my God, such a pleasure.
1: Her new book is called This Bird Has Flown and her new album is The Deep End.